everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tiger Project Podcast. This is actually the first episode of the new school year. In this episode, we talked to Jordan Fessler about her thesis project from last year. We talked about dress code, a lot of the criticism that has to do with it, and how it disproportionately affects certain groups of people. This is a pretty timely um, podcast as there has been a lot of discussion regarding dress code in the past couple weeks of school, although we want to remind you that this episode is not meant to specifically attack anything that has been done. We're just trying to think about this in an educated and responsible matter. Also, quick content warning, this episode mentions um, sexual assault, so if that is a triggering topic for you, then either listen carefully or just don't listen at all. Just do whatever is best for you. Um, and with that, enjoy the episode. So before we get into all of the dress code conversation, um, what did you write your junior thesis about? Um, so my junior thesis was on how um, dress code can perpetuate rape culture and detrimental stereotypes. Um, from your research, what would you say is the intention of dress codes in schools? So I had a lot of conversations with faculty and administration, and basically what they told me was that the purpose of dress code is to prepare us for the real world um, and to maintain a sense of sort of professionalism within our school environment. So do you think dress code is effective in doing what it originally intended to do? Um, so I would say no, because I think that when I talked to teachers and administration, what they said was the purpose of dress code was professionalism and to lessen all distractions. And in theory, that sounds like a great idea, but the way in which that has been enforced has caused more distractions and more insecurity in our community because um, people in general, but specifically our female students, are constantly thinking about if what they are wearing on their body is appropriate and if a teacher will call out what they're wearing based on their body type. And I think that that takes away the professionalism and makes it weird um, and does the opposite of what I guess it was originally intended to do. Um, I would say the enforcement of it and the wording. Um, so when I say wording, I mean the way in which it was written. Our dress code has the word distraction in it. And that was the only problem that I could find with it when I actually took some time and like took a deep dive into that um but dress codes nationally often have like very specific body types and um that are like called out throughout there um nationally i would say the enforcement and then the way in which they're written for the enforcement um the way teachers approach it the way they objectify students bodies the way they sexualize it the way that they have the interaction with the student is so uncomfortable and that's a problem that's not only in our community but nationally and um, then the other thing would be the wording. Our dress code has the word distraction in it, which I believe wasn't taken out. Um, and I know originally it was intended to talk about like political statements on, on your clothing or your computer or whatever. Um, but it's really, dress code is subjective. So um, it's really up to the person. So I think that would be a problem that's both in our community and nationally. So you mentioned that some issues with dress codes are like pertaining to certain body types and everything. So how does rape culture connect to dress code? Okay. 
So rape culture, the first thing that victims also, like often hear when um, an assault or a violent crime has occurred is, oh, what were you wearing? Um, and that plays into dress code because a lot of times you'll hear teachers saying, oh, cover up, that's not professional. Like You're going to distract the boys as if, or even the male teachers, as if the existence of the female person in the female body is only to please and distract boys and not only to exist and i think that's so dangerous because it teaches men and young boys that they can do whatever they want they can say whatever they want they can look at whatever they want and it teaches girls that we need to cover up in order to please men how does the enforcement of dress code differ across various identities like gender or race um i would say that even talking to my male friends they're like oh i never really get dress coded (laughs) um because oftentimes they're wearing khakis, a shirt, and a sweatshirt. Yeah. The same thing yeah. every single day. Um, and so I feel like the teachers, especially this year, are really relaxed on the guys. But like this year, they're hunting out the female students to see if there's too much, in their opinion, too much cleavage showing or, or their skirt is too short. Um, so I would say for gender, it's really sexist. Like it's really just... Um, victimizing and objectifying the female students and then across like body type people who might have larger breasts or a bigger body type we I could be wearing the same exact thing as my smaller friend and I would get dress coded just because of my body type and it's seems like it's really hard for people to understand that and why it's wrong so this definitely has a disproportionate effect on certain groups of people and it must be like a difficult experience to go through that so what emotional effects do being dress coded have on students generally okay so i would say in talking like both from my own experience and talking to other students it's really triggering um because if you have been through some type of assault it's uncomfortable knowing that the faculty and the administration that's supposed to be keeping you safe and keeping you in this learning environment are objectifying you and therefore not looking at you as most of us are minors so like as a minor and just as a student and they're focusing on the one thing and that's your body. Um, so I would say it was really triggering in that sense. And then also, oftentimes I'm not really thinking about my schoolwork. I'm thinking about if I'm going to get dress code in front of a bunch of people. Um, so I would say like mental health wise, it's so uncomfortable because then you start to doubt yourself and then you're paying more attention to yourself and that leads into body image issues. So. Mm-hmm. How have students nationally responded to discriminatory or harmful dress code issues? So one of the things I was looking at in my thesis was um, protests. There, there would be girls who would wear shirts that were saying, like, I'm more than a body. Um, there were walkouts. There were parents involved. They were getting involved in, in like, the news. Um, so I think that in those situations, like, those are the most extremes. Like, it came to a point where they no longer, like, administration wasn't listening, and so they had to do something drastic in order for them to kind of see where they're coming from. So it's definitely hard to, I guess, come up with, like, a healthy way to approach this. And so our final question for this is, what is a, quote-unquote, healthy way to write and enforce a dress code if there is a way, and it should dress code still be something that schools consider? Um. Yeah, I got asked this question a lot. And... I would say that we can have our dress code in writing and try our best as students to follow it in what we think is acceptable because at the end of the day, 
what I think is acceptable is different from what someone else might think is acceptable. Someone older or someone younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I honestly don't really believe in a dress code. I think that ours, as in like the writing, not the enforcement, is fine. Um, besides the word distraction. And I think that also when like doing my thesis, it brought up the idea of a uniform. Um, but I don't think that that would be any better either. I feel people would still get dress coded. So I really don't know if there's a solution, but I think a first step would to be to unlearn all of that like objectification and sexualization of young girls mm-hmm. and really look at it through how we feel, that lens. And then if you feel as if you still need to dress code, then go from there. Thank you so much. This was awesome, Jordan. Of course. Okay, that is the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I think that Jordan shared some really interesting ideas and research with us that we can kind of all reflect on Um, and just look forward to the episodes to come this year. Thanks for listening.